Hi, and welcome to Moral High Ground, where I talk about what's morally right to you. And today, once again, we are talking with the most outstanding, the most ingenious professor there ever was, Professor Leonard. Leonard, say hi. Hello. Today, the subject is cryptics. Uh, as you know, Professor Leonard is well-versed in the supernatural as well as uh, alien uh, encounters, as well as being involved in something that happened in Area 51. But today, I brought him back to talk about cryptics to see if they have anything to do with these encounters with aliens as well as Area 51. So, Professor Leonard, my first question is, what cryptics are real and which ones are false? Well, in my opinion, there are Bigfoots. <clears throat> there are cryptics that are aliens. They're from another world and they actually exist. They come from another planet. They do have alien spacecraft. Area 51 knows about these guys. Uh, the government knows about aliens that they can't control. One of the things... It's a coffee. <laughs> One of the things that uh, Area 51 does is they cover up the fact that they can't control some of the beings that come down here from other planets, other civilizations because they can't control them. And if they can't control the skies, they can't control areas, it's a shame on them because they feel like they should be able to control the skies in, in our continent, in our planet. But they can't. These aliens have different uh, devices, which are interplanetary vehicles that can outfly, outman, outmaneuver anything that we have known. So what they do is they try to cover it up and they try to make the public blind to what's really going on. And what is really going on? Is it some kind of alien experiment or is it something where the government is trying to work with them against us? We're being observed by different interplanetary species. We're being observed. We're being looked at and watched and trying to be understood because some of the violent behavior that mankind has done to mankind, like nuclear weapons. Once we started blasting off nuclear weapons, that's when the alien existence made itself apparent. And they did it, which was called the Washington Merry-Go-Round. They flew multiple U UFOs over Washington's White House. And they did this in, in public view in the middle of the day in front of everyone. So my question is, what time period was this when it happened? This was around 1964. Whose administration was that? Mm, I don't remember, but it was probably Nixon. 
it was Nixon or or the next president after him. It was a replacement president after Kennedy because Kennedy died in '63. Well, all I know is look at look up the Washington merry-go-round, and you'll see. And they have videotape of it that's online right now so of it, UFOs flying around the White House. So anybody that's listening to this podcast can go to the Washington Washington merry-go-round, merry-go-round and, and there are UFOs flying around the White House, circling it to let uh, Washington know that, you know, once they started blasting off these nuclear bombs... That, you know, you have other powers that are uh, uh, on this planet, in this planet, uh, around this planet, that are much more available, much more dedicated and uh, more armed and better than we are. So, my questions about these beings uh, is... Which type of cryptics are these aliens? So the ones you're explaining that did the uh, merry-go-round thing, who are they? What are they? Bigfoots? Are they Ogopogo? Are they, you know, Parasaw bird? What are they? They're called Pleiadians. These Pleiadians, I've heard this multiple times from another source that I thought about bringing. They're from the Pleiades. Now. What is the true significance of these Pleiadians? The Pleiadians have an agenda to watch over mankind. Why, I'm not quite sure, but <clears throat> they want to make sure that mankind, seeing that we've been sending uh, nuclear bombs into space and doing things like that, that we can't harm them. So they keep an eye on us. <clears throat> They've destroyed military bases here on this planet. Now, when you say military bases, which military base are you talking about? In Nevada. They destroyed a military base. Would that be Fort Leonard or, or what would that be? Fort Leonard. You never heard of Fort Leonard before? Fort Leonard. Oh, oh. <laughs> no, 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 no. I know your name is Leonard, but... Uh, but yeah, uh, but, that's what confused me. <laughs> there's, there's a Fort Leonard. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like in Texas no, or Fort Leonard, New Mexico or Fort Leonard is fine. All I know is <laughs> that they destroyed a military base in uh, southwest Nevada because they were, they were firing off nuclear missiles into space and blasting them off. And that bothered uh, the Pleiadian people. So they destroyed the base. And, you know, of course, they're not going to tell the public about these things. But it happened. Who did the Pleiadians work for? The Pleiadians? Pleiadians, yes. Pleiadians. The Pleiadians worked for Pleiadia. That is a planet. Pleiadia is in the northwest part of the galaxy. Okay. It's not very far from Earth. You know, it's, it's, it's only uh, 120 light years from here. Well, hold on real quick. 
We will be back after this short message and learn more about this Palladian planet. Palladian. 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 Yes, that. <laughs> we'll be back shortly, people. Okay, so now we're back, and we're going to go back to talking about the Palladians. Pleiadian. Pleiadian. It's called the Pleiadian Empire. The Palladian Empire. And we're trying to talk a little bit about cryptic, so please kind of wrap up the Palladians. What is we do? What is the most important thing that Earth and people need to know about these Palladians? The aliens are trying to protect us from ourselves because they believe that we're going to blow ourselves up. Because once we started playing with nuclear weapons, they came down and they warned the government. They actually came down and had a conversation with our government. These are different beings from a different world that came down and they actually had a conversation with our government. And our government said, basically, fuck you. We're going to do what we want. Da, 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 da. And the Pleiadians said, you know what? We can destroy you. You know. But they didn't. Because uh, they wouldn't get anything out of it. We wouldn't get anything out of it. So what wound up happening was it was a standoff. And, you know, they just said, we're watching you. Now. The Pleiadians, uh, they're a peaceful race. They don't, they don't do war. It's not their style. They don't do war. They are a peaceful civilization. <clears throat> and their world is better than our world. Their world works a lot better than ours. Their world works like clockwork and if I had my choice I'd be in the Pleiades because compared to this planet there's no comparison what is their planet looking like what is do they got good vegetation it's resources? green it's green everything is recycled everything is refurbished and it's a whole different system of circumstances. So refurbished Nintendos and VCRs. No, what I mean by refurbished is that their garbage is turned back into reusable items. So they waste not. They waste not. Waste not and what not. Now, they are more human than we are. How is that possible? Because they have a mentality that is stronger and more in line with each other as a race, as a humanity, than we do. We argue, fuss, and do different stupid crap to each other. They have some reasoning that they all get along. And they have a strong mentality. And they're very, very interesting. They are aligned with one another. Yeah. Okay, so they have a connection that we don't have socially. They're more 
positive with their people and they have a better connection and better resources and they waste none of their resources as soon as this becomes un- unusable. They find a way to refurbish it or to, to turn it into something more valuable. Uh, we'll be right back. So, once again, we're back. Sorry, people. Um, a lot of stuff happening here. And we're on this subject. I'm very intrigued to understand what, if they're more like human, they, do they look like us? And is it possible to be able to mate with these individuals? Do they come and abduct humans for sperm and eggs and stuff? Because I've heard that before. Of course. <clears throat> we have pretty much the same amount of DNA. We are able to mate with them. They have abducted humans uh, for their experiments and things that they want to go ahead and figure out to make us uh, more like them or more like us. They have done things towards human beings to make them uh, to just figure things out. They're just like anything else. They want to know who and what we are because... We're a newfound planet to them, and we're so close to them that they have found a new species of human, and they are basically human, but they're different. So, In what way are they different? They're different in color. They're different in, in attitude. They're different in opinion. They're different in society. There are multiple differences as far as the what, eye can see. What is their lifespan? Their lifespan? Oh, that's another difference. That should be a big difference. Yes, they can live a lot longer than we can because their purity of eating and behavior and their bodies, they can live up to 120 years. So, and some even longer, you know, depending on how far back you go into their DNA pattern. Now, how were you able to come across that? Because I've spoken with them, I've dealt with them, and believe it or not, I've, I've cohabitated with them for a while because I was abducted. Okay, please hold again. Yep. So, the question is, their lifespan, you said, is 120 years. And they're... Here's the thing. If they're trying to get our DNA and they got a lifespan of 120 years, what good would our DNA do to them? They use the DNA for certain experiments. They actually create different people and half-breeds quarter breeds and they make different aliens slash humans and uh, experiment on them. Do they experiment on them or do they put them in planets that are habitable for human hybrids? They they have several habitable planets that they're able to to reach, you know, through, um, through wormholes. 
they're able to traverse through space and time like we cannot. They use wormholes to traverse to different planets and etc. Now, they've been using alien-human hybrids just to experiment and, you know, look at and, and go, okay, how would this work? And how is this being going to act and react to, you know, our system or, or any system? So they get a kick out of going, okay, now we mixed a human, <clears throat> we mixed a human with a Pleiadian and they want to see how it turns out. Now it takes time for the human Pleiadian embryo to mature and then turn into the being, whatever it is. So they take and watch it and see how it mentally reacts, physically reacts, and etc. So these things always, always turn out to be something surprising. Okay, so my next question would be, and this is pretty much my last question about this race of people, but my next question would be, are these people planning to take over Earth? No, they don't need Earth. They have their own planet. They have their own situation. All they're doing is watching us. They don't need this planet. If they wanted to, they could blow this planet up within a blink of an eye. So they don't need us. They don't want us. They're just curious as to how and what we work by. So, meanwhile, back at the Batcave, they're like, these humans are fucking weird. And that's basically what they're saying. The humans are weird. And they're wonky. They're not right. You know what I'm saying? So, how do the Pleiadians, Pleiadians. and cryptids come, you know, coincide? Where does Bigfoot come into this alien conspiracy? Okay, the cryptids have been here for longer than most humanity. The cryptids, you know, like Bigfoot and these other uh, tree-stalking people, They've been here for fucking ever. Well, which ones, can you name off the first five, maybe, that you know that's been here for a long time that are earthbound? Kilimans, uh, Bigfoots. Um, what about the Loch Ness Monster? Uh, definitely exists. It's, it's not a monster, it's a sea creature. You know, there's a freshwater type of, of, uh, of, and I call it a cryptid too. There's a freshwater cryptid, it's ginormous, and there's a saltwater Now creature. when you say the saltwater, <clears throat> would that be Ogopogo? I'm not sure what you want to call it, but... The this, one that looks beast. like a horse head, it's got a horse head. Oh yeah. It's set off the it Oregon exists. coast. It exists. 
it exists. As well we as have pictures, we have pictures, we got video, we got uh, footage, we have uh, uh, we have eyewitnesses. Yeah, these things exist. It's weird. Now, how much footage and stuff do you have in your possession? In my possession? Yes. Tons. Tons. How long did you do, do research on these cryptids? Oh, for about 35, 40 years. And what have you came up with? Are they friendly or are they trying to... These are just these are just creatures. They're just like goldfish, except they're monstrous. <laughs> goldfish, but they're monsters. Yeah, they're just huge, and you know, I mean, they're just they're just animals. Now, a question I have has to do with Bigfoot and the fact that there was a show called Hunting Bigfoot or Finding Bigfoot. Yeah, I saw that. And it was on for I don't know how many seasons. It's probably still going. Yeah, yeah. But they never find Bigfoot. Yeah. So my point is, where the hell is Bigfoot hiding and why? Do you know how large... Do you know how large it is here in Oregon, the trees? Have you ever looked, have an overlook? I've been in many wood areas in Oregon. You know, I'm born here, so I've been huge. I've been in Duford, Oregon. I've been through. It doesn't want to be found. It doesn't want to be seen. It doesn't want to be touched. It doesn't want nobody fucking with it. Where do they go? Into the woods. They have hidden burrows. Underground. No, well, you know, caves and shit. They have different places where they go to where. You know, I mean, and if you're willing to go all the way down there and around there and through all these trees and shit, okay, you're probably going to get lost. What story have you came across in your research that proves to you that a Sasquatch is real? Well, footprints. That one's a common. Okay, there are footprints. There's eyewitnesses. There is... uh real judgment on you know actually seeing this fucking thing and when you see something that is that outrageous that fucking crazy it's like uh it, it blows you away now there was a guy i watched it on a thing he had a frozen bigfoot head that his dad had and he cut it open and he proved that it was some kind of former creature that was humanoid. And he actually had another one that was supposed to be a baby version. And he cut it up. Was that real? I believe so. I've no. seen an alien. And I've got footage of it. I've seen an alien being cut open and dissected. And this is, it, it's not fake. This is an alien from another planet that crash landed here because we had several uh, alien ships crash landed here. The government knows about it and there's footage. There is total footage and the shit, you can't make this shit up. This shit is so real. That Sorry, we had a little interruption. So now, this alien autopsy. Now, I was talking about a Bigfoot head that a guy found that it said his dad had killed and froze 
And after his dad passed, he decided to prove to everybody what Bigfoot looked like and dissect his head. And uh, you're claiming that the alien autopsies are similar to uh, a cryptic autopsy. The alien autopsy that I'm talking about, the alien autopsy I'm talking about, it's pretty gruesome. It's, uh, it's live up close. Uh, it's very lit. You can see everything and you can tell it's real. Okay, so how many, this is my question, how many Bigfoots are there in existence? I'm not sure. Now, Yetis are a bigger form of Bigfoot. Is that true? Yetis are the same as Bigfoot. But it's the, just a different name. Well, Yetis are supposed to be nine feet tall, is what I remember. Uh, in, in uh, uh, well, Bigfoots are supposed to be about ten feet tall. So it's pretty much the same thing. They're the same cryptid. <clears throat> Just ones in the snow and ones in the woods. Yeah, they're they're uh, they're in the woods and they're in the snow because these things became available uh, for humans. <coughs> these these things started to be available for human contact once uh, their their craft started crashing. Around so, the Americas. So you're saying that Bigfoots were aliens that crashed on Earth? Some were, yes. Some, then, were, some were naturally born here. And I believe that they're almost like bears. But they're closer to human. So you don't think the missing link thing makes any sense when it comes to those uh the only thing I can say is that they're closer to being human than bears or something like that because they have features that look human, but the rest of their bodies look like bears or something more animalistic. So it's not really a, like a chimpanzee type of thing? <clears throat> Fuck no. Nothing like a chimpanzee. So you're saying your research proved that the whole missing link thing is just a theory when it comes to Sasquatch. Or, uh, or made up. I don't know about the missing link thing. This is a whole different breed of thing. And they are not like us. They're not like a monkey. They're not like a freaking animal so much. But they are a different set of organism. Now, okay, I'm sorry, go ahead. I'm sorry. So, the way it turns out is that you have to view them in a state of mind to where <clears throat> they're different and we can't quite describe what the hell they are. You know, we can only go ahead and judge them by you know, what they do, how they act, you know, and to observe, you know, what they possibly could be. Now, do they talk? No. 
Do they have fans? They make grunts and, and they make sounds. There was a guy, a Native American guy that got upstate in Washington, uh, not too far from Woodland, who came across a Sasquatch, Native American guy, and the Sasquatch got in front of his, his car and, and yelled out some sound like it was some kind of animalistic scream, like almost female yelling scream mixed with some kind of animal. And he said it, it shocked him. The scream was kind of paralyzing to him. Does that sound correct with your research? Yes, it does. You know, they have they have their vocalization. Their vocalization can actually damn near paralyze you because they have a pitch that can hit your ear. So and, it's a nerve thing. Yeah, yeah, it's it's something that can hit your ear and uh, just take you aback. It's like, whoa, what the fuck? Are and they dangerous? You, <clears throat> if you approach them and get close enough and uh, uh, and they feel that you're attacking, yes, definitely. How do they attack you? Because uh, I don't think will, there's one They will grab you and scratch <clears throat> you and bite you. Hmm. <clears throat> They will grab you, scratch you. They got claws. They have very long claws. They can rip you up. And they will bite you. So, um, I want to move on to a different cryptic. And one that's mostly uh, south of the border. I'm pretty positive you know I'm talking about El Chibacabra. El Chibacabra? Is that oh, the chupacabra? The chupacabra, it, it does exist. <clears throat> now, the name chupacabra. Chupacabra. It means a uh, goat sucker. Goat sucker, yes. Because they feed on goats. Why do they feed on goats? Because that's their favorite meal. <laughs> okay, but. Goats are easy to get. Goats are easy to feed on. When they go after goats, and it's usually at night, the chupacabra, the chupacabra, it, the goat sucker, it, it's very quiet. It walks really quiet and it has fuzz on the bottom of its feet. Now, does it look like a canine? Oh, fuck. It looks like a chupacabra. It looks like, it almost looks like a human, but it walks on all fours. Hmm. Please explain. What, you, what has your research came to? Man. What has my research came to? I know what they look like, dude. I've seen one. You know, I, I went in search of all these things. This is what I've been doing. I've been fucking around. I've been fucking around looking for these different things. I've been looking for UFOs. I've been looking for ch <coughs> chupacabras. I've been looking for fucking werewolves. I've been looking for shit that, you know, supposedly doesn't exist. Well, on the chupacabra, if you want to continue to explain, I'm sorry I keep interrupting you. I'm just very inquisitive because your mind is vast on all these subjects that most of us question. So please tell me what your eye visual 
memory of the chubacabra is. Okay. Well, it had big lips. It had big teeth. And it walked on all fours. You know, but it could stand up like a human. And it made this chattering sound. like, And it was just creepy as fuck. That type of thing. But it was louder. And I'm like, what the fuck? You know? And I'm like, there's what, that's one. That's one of them. You know? And, you know, it was like, it was dodgy. And knew I was watching it. It knew I was watching it. So I'm like, you know, but but I had I had a stick. You know, I had a stick. So I'm like, you know, if it comes too close, you know, I'll whack that fucker. And it's like, I'm like, man, don't make me hit this bitch. So I'm like, you know, and it scared me. I, I was scared because it, it, it got kind of close. It was like from here to the wall. And I'm like, oh, shit, don't make me whack this motherfucker. <clears throat> and it's like, I'm like, all right, I'm Chupacabra, you know. And uh, its lips were red, man. Its lips were red like blood. Because it's been feeding already, right? I don't know. It may be. All I know was it looked like it had blood on its lips. You know? And uh, it, it was like staring at me. And then it stood up. And it had this, this stance in where, you know, it was like like attack mode. And I'm like, man, this motherfucker better not attack me, dude. He better not attack me. Because I will bust his ass with this stick. So, you know, it turned and it started just scampering away. It, it didn't. It didn't run. It just like walked away. You know, it turned in the opposite direction where we were standing, and it walked away. And the way it walked, it was scraping the ground. It was scraping the ground with its nails. You know, it was like, but all four. It's back feet and it's front feet was like, I'm like, damn, dude, them claws, they got the claws, man. So I'm like, okay, you know, got out of that one. I got out of that one. So it was just, it was crazy. It was crazy. What part, where were you when you seen the El Chibacabra? Arizona. Hmm. I was in Arizona. Why do you think you found it so far up from south of the border? I don't know. I just did. You know, I was, uh, I was right by, uh, I was right by Area 51, actually. Oh. I was right by Area 51. Now, how do you know? There's, I know where Area 51 is. I was living right up the fucking street from it. Well, I remember you you were explaining that one before, but my point was trying to figure out why, why, uh, I'm trying to figure out why, uh, 
you were able to, well, here's the question, really. The question is, <clears throat> how do you miss, how do you not know that the El Chibacabra was not another one of these? Cryptids? Well, no, 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 no. You said you found it by Area 51. Then how do you not know that Area 51 is where it came from? Area 51 is a really strange place, bro. Area 51 is like so closed off and <clears throat> people know, people camp out in front of Area 51 and back of Area 51 and they just hang out there all fucking day with eyes on, you know, binoculars, cameras, the whole nine yards because so much shit flies up out of that motherfucker. So much shit flies into that motherfucker. Area 51 is a buzzing hot spot. So if it's a hot spot, did the El Chibacabra, where do they come from? Let's put it that way. Are they earthbound? Do uh, they come I, from earth or do they come from the stars? I, I don't know. I, I'm not gonna lie to you, I don't know. I don't know where they come from. I don't know where a couple of these things come from. I know, I know the Pleiadian Empire, well, I mean cryptids more like cryptids. Where we're at with the with the stuff that they always talk about. Some some may be nature bound. Some may be nature bound right here on planet Earth. But I, I can't prove it. What about you mentioned lightning tropes? Lightning tropes. So lightning tropes. Lightning tropes. You freaking werewolves. Okay, so. What have you learned about them? Lichens? Mm, that's the movie term. They're, 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 they're mostly a myth. I, I, haven't, I haven't witnessed any, any, any uh, lichens because it's mostly a myth. It's, it was a movie that started years ago and that there's really nothing to it. Actually, it was a story that started in England with a guy who supposedly ate children, but came back on all fours, a red-headed guy. Uh, it was a was, werewolf story. But that was back in the uh, 1600s. Yeah, believe, right? but that's, it was all bullshit. It was all bullshit. All right, likings, a liking is just a fucking myth that someone made up for a movie. What about vamps? Vamps. There were people that sucked other people's blood. There are people that ate other people. I mean, literally ate other people. Yeah, like Jeffrey Dahmer. Yeah, and and then more than that, there's a gang of other ones that literally ate other people, sucked their blood, drank their blood, drained their blood in the freaking. Yeah, mm, yeah, yeah. That that that's real. So, let's get to a certain creature a creature that is more of a airborne but is still kind of earthbound uh, and one that's quite well historically known uh, is a, a pterosaur bird or pterodactyl or pterosaur or I think the word you're searching for is a pterosaur or pterodactyl and this is a giant bird Yes, they exist. They're usually 
In Indonesia, people talk that they still exist. They still exist. Pterosaurs. All right. These are... <clears throat> these are like giant bats, but they're like more like fucking... What kind of, what kind of bird is that, that, that? That's got like, you know... I believe the condor has the longest wings. No, no. Condors do, I think. Check it out. You you know like this like flesh like skin. So you would mean a buzzard? No, not a buzzard. I'm talking about like a pterosaur, like something that has flesh for wings. But you say it would be a bird with wings. Yes, and it's a bird. Yeah, and they still exist. These things. <clears throat> Are gigantic, ginormous. They're still fucking huge, and they can fly. They got wet like skin. They got wet fucking skin, and they're just humongous. <laughs> they're fucking humongous. They have wet fucking like, like people skin. So, where have you encountered? Uh... <clears throat> Uh, should I say a pterosaur? Yes. I haven't, but I've uh, seen them. I've seen them online, and I know people that have encountered them. Other and I believe them. Other professors you dealt with? Yes, sir. Okay. So, with that being said, how about Kelly and Bimbe? Have you heard that tale? Kelly and Bimbe. Yes. What do you know about it? In the African Congo, Kelly and Bimbe is a long neck prehistoric creature that comes out and eats the Indian people there or the native people of that land. Has been doing so for a long time before white men came to Africa and discovered uh, the legend. And so that's my research. I just, you know, most people I believe that's going to be listening to this knows a little bit of something of some cryptic somewhere and maybe they can share a little knowledge but if you have no spill on this maybe one of your professors let me tell you about the cryptids and things that are in the jungles of africa africa is a very huge country and there are things that most people are not aware of there are things that are hidden in the jungle, the mighty, mighty jungle that most people are not aware of. And they can come out and they can do damage. These beasts are usually gigantic, ginormous, and they're not here to play. Now, are they... Humanoids, or are they reptilians? Or? They're humanoids, they're reptilians, they're animalistic, they're four-legged. Some of them are even six-legged. So they'd be a ratnet or insect. They're like gigantic six-legged creatures. That's the best way I can describe them as are they, they are creatures that most people have never seen before. These things, and they're strong. 
Now, Asia is another place where they say weird animals come from. Of course. Especially like the, you know, well, back in the 80s, you know, Gizmo, the Gremlins and stuff. Um, boy, boy. Yeah. <laughs> the Mogwai. <laughs> um, boy, boy. Yeah, they, they, they have some different creatures that are... One of them, like the red-tailed panda. That, dude, they got pictures and videos of these beasts that are doing their thing. Doing their thing. And they will kill a human. No problem. You know, I just thought about, since I brought up China, that they had these golden discs in a cave. Or something oh, like yeah, that. Yeah, I've seen those. And so, yeah, I was going to ask you because you are a professor of, this, of uh, I just guess you would call that extraterrestrial knowledge. Well, these golden disks were, and we haven't been able to decipher the language. You know, there, there are three different languages on the four different disks. And, you know, they were designed to be on a turntable. And what's so weird is that they didn't have turntables back then, or so we thought. So you mean like 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 how we had the record player back record in the day? Player. We played the forty fives and the regular records mm-hmm. and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so you're saying these discs they found in China play on a, uh, some kind of turntable? Right, they're perfectly round. They have the writings on them, which is in a language that we don't understand. So, well, that wouldn't be your Pleiadians? Pleiadians? No. No. Pleiadi- I know Pleiadian language. So what type of language do you, or have you researched any language that cross-references with that one? Oh, fuck. I've, I've researched a ton of different languages. You know, most I can decipher, but some I can't. Some some I just, just dumbfounded. And so this is one of them you're kind of dumbfounded on? Yeah, I can't. How many I, years did you try to research that? Uh, I, I only looked at it. I only looked at it for like a couple of days. and <laughs> You gave up, huh? Yeah, I, yeah, because it was like, fuck it, dude. I mean, it was like, um, because it was so far, so far advanced. It was so far advanced that um, I couldn't. You know, I, I and I already knew that I couldn't fuck with, I couldn't fuck with it. And I'm like, okay, well let's just see on you can use a soul and told a lot of me by me pieces nitious in each other a lot of me because son at all cooking suit me book and I couldn't fuck with it. Huh. Okay. Well <clears throat> Yeah. Well, is there any other cryptids that you know of that you want to talk about? <clears throat> All right. You want something new? Ah, is there an? Is there an? Is there an? Is there any me I don't use the soul of two cools, the soul of be a boss, the soul of corn, a third last lot of my cars, the son English, please. <laughs> Everything can be beautiful if you bring it together. And you do this for yourself and you do this for your friends. Everything can be beautiful. 
Because you can pollute your mind and you can pollute your body. All right. Well, I believe we touched on a lot of good issues today. And <laughs> I appreciate you coming in today again, Litter, uh, Professor Leonard, and talking about, once again, the, the aliens and the cryptics. And, you know, hopefully uh, we can learn once again from your ingenious research on, you know, pretty much any being that is out of the norm in human society and trying to find a knowledge to why they interact with earthlings. And I'd like to thank you all for listening. Once again, I am the great Shelby Lee Kyles. This has been Moral High Ground. Thank you, Shelby. And thank you, Professor Leonard. Peace be with you all and Peace blessings upon you, you always. You're so intelligent. I love that. Thank you.